find yourself in these green tunnels that appear to be undulating and moving in a way almost like a train that is constantly turning in constant directions. On one end of the tunnel, you see what looks like three clockwork cicadas. One, like, on this round tunnel, like, it's a completely round tunnel, and they're just, like, stuck to various parts of the wall. They appear to be moving quickly in your direction. You see on the other side of the tunnel, it's just an endless dark space. What do you do? Can I sense whether they're coming after me or if they're just kind of like going through the motions, going through the tunnel? Roll an insight check for me. That is a nat 20. <laughs> you see dripping from their um, like pinchers, there is a green acidic goop that is like dripping on the floor and something about them seems like they want to take you apart okay i'm gonna throw some ninja stars at them and just start booking it in the other direction some turtle stars though yeah i'll let you roll one <gasps> not 20. <laughs> okay uh i mean roll for damage you don't get sneak attack i got five five damage all right so i'm just gonna assume you attack the closest one i'm happy with it so you throw the ninja star and you begin to run away. I just imagine myself uh, running away in just like a very classic uh, Harrison Ford style, just going, Ashoy! Just like running. Uh, you do have a bonus action that you can move again, remember? Mm, mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to throw another ninja star. You cannot do that as your bonus action. All right, then I'm definitely going to keep running. So you get to a crossroads and something inside of you, or I should say outside of you, feels different. You look down on the labyrinthian pattern yeah. on your chest and okay. what was once a, a square, like a diamond shape on your chest with various mm-hmm. lines interlocking, there is now a green paint splotch almost and you realize that it is various connected tunnels. And something about you knows, like, you know exactly where to go. It just depends on where you want to go. Oh, yeah. I want to I wanna go away from the cicada hive. You want to find safety? Yeah. All right. So as this pattern on your chest begins to change, and you realize, oh, I know exactly where to go, your torch that is in your hands just kind of evaporates into purple smoke and disappears. What the fuck? What? So can I, is it just complete darkness now? It is not complete darkness. You can still see kind of close to you. Here, give me one second here. You can't see much. Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay, so I can see like 10 feet ahead of me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you can barely see in front of you, but you see that there is a path to the south. There's a path to the north and a path to the south, but the path to the south will lead you to safety. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna go to the south. And do I know if uh, cicadas in general are like, I'm assuming they can like have dark vision, probably? 
Uh, I'll let you. So these are clockwork. So they obviously operate different than normal cicadas. But I will let mm. you roll a knowledge arcana to okay. find out some more information about these guys. Uh, I got an 18. What the fuck? And that's natural too. Oh my god, dude. This is All insane. Right. <laughs> Good rolling. Uh so Can I just like can I just like pull out of my shell just like blueprints to the clockwork cicadas? <laughs> <laughs> yes, something that you realize that you absentmindedly stole from a mechanist. You don't really sure you're not really sure where you got it, but these appear to be like trash disposal robots. Okay. They appear to be linked to the garbage. Like you've seen the mice, uh, the clockwork mice mm. before, take away little bits of metal and stuff. These appear right. to be larger and more complex. Like the acid gotcha. that they have is meant to break down trash, oh, and okay. they're meant to like carry around various junk and sort it. But gotcha. that being said, they do have the ability to see in the dark. Gotcha. Um, cool. Uh, is the were all the walls around me painted green like the portal was? Like, can I tell? Like, am I in like this like this green man's lair, or is it just like a normal sort of tunnel? It does not seem to be normal. It actually seems to be some sort of magical extra dimensional space. Oh. Um. Okay. Like all of the walls and tunnels are moving randomly like kind of like what i said earlier with the train right and there's no like uniformity to the walls they're all like different shades of green at least of what you can see of them nice okay uh cool well i'm gonna is it my turn or yes yep these okay, cicadas cool. have moved although you have not you cannot see them anymore now that your torch has gone out all right i'm gonna i'm gonna sneak around the corner real quick i'm gonna go I'm not gonna like be running. I'm probably gonna be doing like a like a quick little sort of you know sneaky sort of I don't know jaunt, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm just gonna you know inside my head I'm just gonna be like I'm just gonna like turn on you know my turtle senses you know like my spidey senses but 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 turtle. <laughs> I'm just sure. gonna be super aware you know. First, I would like you to roll a stealth check with disadvantage. Okay. Oh, it had to it had to happen. I got an eleven. Okay. And then I'm not gonna make you roll anything for your perception check because you are pretty aware of your surroundings, even though you don't really have any light. But you know where you're going and you know like there doesn't seem to be anything in front of you. You're at a corner now and you are rounding the bend. You can move a little bit further if you'd like. Sick. Yeah pretty much just want to like be aware of like if i hear anyone coming so you still see hear this buzzing and clattering behind you as what you can only assume as these three trash cicadas are on the hunt for you oh god damn it can i can i pull out my uh my great ice sword and uh does that bad boy uh like glow in icy blue that might like kind of be you know lit up a little bit it does not no ah, fuck. Okay. okay uh then i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep i'm just gonna keep slithering around 
so you approach another oh, crossroads. You have three ways to go, to the north, to the south, and in front of you. Something about that pattern on your chest and just the feelings that you have tell you to hug the wall to the south, or I mean not go south, but follow the path in front of you to the east and hug the south wall and you will find safety. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that's what I'm going to do. You know, when in doubt, always follow the turtle senses. I'm just kind of, you know, I'm not like back up against the wall shuffling, but I'm definitely, you know, a finger touching the wall. So I, I'm always like against it. So as soon as you get here, an area opens up to the south. You like, you're running your hand along the wall and all of a sudden what you thought was a green wall, you just kind of fall through. Oh, shit. Okay. And you disappear into this small green pocket. Ooh. You hear on the outside as the three cicadas just buzz past you. (laughs) And they buzz past you in that tunnel, obviously losing your trail. However, what you do see in this room, there appears to be a pile of green metal, green grass, or I'm sorry, green glass, and just various bits and bottles. Like there's green stone here, there's green wood. It all just appears to be oddly shaped pipes, tubes, cogs, all of it painted green. Digging in this pile, there is a small humanoid lizard. What? Uh, it, it has not noticed you yet, though. Oh, can I sense if it's uh, kind of good or evil? I'm going to say you can roll an insight check with disadvantage. Okay. 18. Oh my God, this is insane. RNG gods are with us tonight. Nothing really alludes to it being good or evil. Something about it digging through this trash seems... You get the sense that it is not the brightest thing. Like, it is grabbing pieces of garbage and biting on them. And Oh, oh yeah, that's good, that's good. And puts it back. Oh. He, just he moving. Like yes, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just going to be like... Hey, buddy. Hey, 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 Mr. L- Mr. Lizard. Whoa, hey, hey, what do you do? I, hey, what have, uh, what has brought you to Scribbid's lair? Squib, are you Squibbit? Scribbit is my name. Squibbit. I command you to get it right next time. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, you know, I'm, uh, I'm just a visitor. All right, I don't, I don't mean no harm, Squ- Scribbit. Uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just here. Dodging those those cockroaches, you know, those motherfuckers. They, you know, you you know those guys. They are worthless compared to the might of Scribbid. Now offer your present to the horde. The, I'm sorry. Did you did you say? Did you say horde? You said you said a horde. Yes, feast upon my massive piles of treasure. This is my domain, and you are trespassing for your uh, follies you must offer a treasure oh yeah 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 here let me let me uh let me pull that up for you you know i heard about you on the uh you know on the outside and uh i came prepared i came prepared i'm gonna go through my bag and i'm gonna pull out some turtle sea salt okay and be like hey scribbit i see uh i see you're munching on some of this stuff you know and uh i thought hey What's what's better than good food 
with even more salt. So here you go. I got some total sea salt. This comes all the way from my home, my hometown, you know, right on the seashore. I harvested it myself, dehydrated it, grabbed all that sea salt, and, uh, you know, I brought this just for you, man. All right. So you throw over the bag of salt, uh, and it lands on the floor at his feet, and he picks it up and it says, what is this? This is not green. Don't you see? My hoard is only made of things, emerald and jade. This is oh. sacrilege. You will pay for your... Uh, uh, in, uh, competence. And he opens his mouth and, like, tries to breathe at you. Like, it opens his mouth wide and he just goes... <laughs> And nothing comes out. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Scribby, 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 I'm sorry, buddy. Okay, I'm so, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, hey, how about how about let me let me just uh take that back. Okay, I'll just you know I'm just gonna like kind of tiptoe, grab it, and um, you're like, "Hey, man, you know I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I totally forgot. I didn't. I, I forgot to add the last the last little batch of you know ingredient in there. So uh, hold on one second. I'm gonna like turn around." And uh, uh, I'm going to assume that I have, you know, some like, like a jar of pickle brine in my, in my turtle shell. Do you actually have that though? That's a, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. So I'm not going to do that. Okay. I think you sold your jar of pickle brine. So I, I might've, I might've sold it. God damn it. While you're looking through stuff, he just says, uh, how have your how has your flesh not boiled at the the acid breath of scribbid? What sort of sorcery is this? Uh, you know, you know, man, I'm just one of those guys who uh, just really loves acid. You know, whether it's you know lemon juice in my wine and my in that my sounds tomatoes. disgusting. It's just the way I live. I'm all about that acid life. You know, I got more acid in me than a than a 1963 Grateful Dead concert. All right. <laughs> scribby tell me tell me this have you seen a guy who's uh known as like the green man around here uh, yes the only one stronger than scribbid in this lime labyrinth i can't i can't believe that scribby i mean look at you look at you you beautiful green bastard Yes, my size and might is powerful, but his cunning puts him above me. Mm. Well, how about, uh, I feel like you probably want to have this layer to yourself, right? I do have this layer to myself. The tunnels, however, are no man's land. Don't you want those tunnels back, though? Uh, no, not, not really. What what's wrong what's wrong with the tunnels? Uh, Scribbit is happy with his domain. Alright, 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 alright. Well don't you wanna get rid of the green man? The green man has brought me here perhaps for a reason. What would that be? Did he did he tell you? Uh no, he he didn't say. He didn't tell. Ah, no. man, so he just he just up and took you from your home and brought you here and he didn't even tell your wife? Well, I I assume it was him, but uh yeah. Alright, alright, Scribby, Scribby, as a as a friend, 
as a colleague of the the acid brethren. I gotta say, man, this green man, he doesn't seem to really care about you. Scribbit has never actually encountered the green man face to face, but... Jeez, Jesus, fuck, god damn, god damn it. This is me saying it like under my, under, like the, the <laughs> toidal is, the toidal is fed up, like, what the, god damn it. <laughs> what, what is the point of you, Scribby? <laughs> I mean, you've talked to him for a while, and he appears to just be driven mad. Like, he is covered in the same green paint that your shell is, and it has caused uh... some sort of decay on his mind. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say, "Hey, Scribby, I got a question for you. Maybe you can help me out, okay? Uh, I really like this dragon, okay? This wooden dragon I got. I'd love to turn it green. Maybe you can help me out with that. Uh, while you take this guy and turn him green, maybe I could, uh, you know, borrow some stuff from here. Ah, uh, I lack the ability to turn anything green. However." I have nothing to say over your might. My acid breath did nothing to you. Therefore, you have defeated me, and my horde is yours. Ah, I'm glad we're on the same page here. All right, I'm not gonna take everything. All right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a, a bunch of glass, a bunch of pipe, maybe some wood. You know, roll a perception check for me. Twenty-one. <laughs> oh my god. So as you are picking out the like usable materials in here, like plates of steel, panes of glass, copper tubing, all of it I want green. Every... And it's all green, yeah. Okay. Yep. You stumble upon a small vial of bubbly liquid. The outside appears to be painted green, but the like if you take off the top, it appears to be untainted on the inside. Oh. Definitely gonna grab that. Maybe give it a whiff. It smells like nothing. Ooh, even more interesting. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, I will add that to my my satchel, also known as my shell. Scribid is about to exit his lair. He opens up his wide, or he opens up his, I should say, very small arm span and begins to <laughs> flap them like wings, and he oh, says. Scribbid must hunt for dinner. However, if you wish to meet the green man, perhaps there is his uh, lair to the north in a large cavern. That's good to know. Thank you very much, Scribby. I will, uh, I'll definitely maybe pay him a visit. Now that we're all back together, I do have a question for you. Wonderful. So your question for this episode is, what item does your character always misplace and where do they find it again? Toothbrush. (laughs) Toothbrush. Uh, And it's always at at home. She does not have a toothbrush. Her her breath spells really bad. (laughs) So she do- she doesn't constantly misplace her toothbrush. She just doesn't have one. No, she's got it. It's just back on the uh, Terra Morsha, gotcha. the, p- the plane that we came from. 
Yeah, because you know how like whenever you're p- going to pack, you always forget one thing, and mm. usually it's the toothbrush. Surya falls victim to that, and okay. she did not expect on this trip to uh, the pickle cannery to be gone in space for months and months, and didn't think it was worth it to go. Hold on, actually, before we get in this blood vessel, can I go back and grab my toothbrush? <laughs> so I ain't got no brush. What does your toothbrush look like? Um. It's a bamboo stick with <laughs> uh, elephant trunk hairs <laughs> as the bristles. That's very gross, but it's uh, holistic. I think uh, Julian would probably have misplaced his wallet because he still has. Well, he did. I guess when he tra- changed into his new form, his wallet maybe changed to i don't know i haven't seen my wallet since my gnome form but i think he was the kind of guy that always be like i got this guys and then he'd reach into his hat and be like uh, can't find my wallet can't, okay maybe you guys take care of this one i'll get the next one <laughs> and it's been like that for a long time <laughs> yeah but he's like purposefully misplacing it in his other back pocket it's like Is that what you're saying well kind of like it's <laughs> one of those things where like every time i get money I'm able to find it to put the money away. And I'm like, that's where it was. But when I need money, <laughs> I just can't find it because of my like, I'll put it here. So I only get it when I need it. You know? Sure. The original idea was just like a $20 bill, but it's in my shoe instead of my wallet. And I'm like, ah, there's no $20 bills. It'll be my whole wallet. <laughs> so is that just for earth money or does that count for the, the, uh, the gold we've acquired as well? I like to think that your gold is easier to access, but my gold is in that wallet. So anytime you've spent money, it hasn't been a problem for me to get your gold. But anytime I spend money, I have to take like a whole night just to empty out my hat and like go through everything. Okay. Tortuga? Uh, I feel like this probably goes against the entire point of the question, but I feel like the toy toyga's shell is like essentially like like someone's car where it's like it just like continually degrades in terms of like clutter like mm. at mm. like an exponential level and like every month or so he has to like literally like do a handstand pour everything out <laughs> like to completely clear it out and then like totally reorganize it and take some like 3 or 4 hours just like because he's you know using his mirror and he's like got his little you know like old man pincers that he's like carefully placing things back in there and then he's like this is it this is finally it from here on out it's gonna stay <laughs> it's like gonna this. Be, it's gonna be organized it's gonna, like this. It's gonna be organized and it's yeah. never gonna get unorganized again <laughs> and then a day later but, it's yeah it's totally checked. fucked yeah yeah, he hasn't figured out a way for things to, like, not get shuffled around because he's, you know, like, running around and his <laughs> shell's a part of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, perhaps there will be something about that later in the episode or next episode. I don't oh. know. Mm. Oh, my. <laughs> Sam's just like, it's up to you guys actually getting somewhere, though, instead of standing around talking. For yeah. A- <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. Yes, it is. But... I suppose a uh, quick recap here. You guys last time talked with uh, Amprobus, or you sent him a message, and uh, after some 
arbitrary arguing about how time and space travel works, uh, you got a message back, and basically the... Those red receipts, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> you told me there was red receipts. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the idea of the communication was that he was sending thralls and expected future communications from you. You guys are still about a day away from having those thralls arrive, but you went to Tan, kind of harassed him a bit about being a robot or maybe not being a robot. <laughs> and you decided to go to the paint de- depository suggested by Tan and the button on the Wonkovator. As you got there, uh, it was completely dark, and once you made some light, you noticed that there was green just painted all over these empty shelves and walls. Last thing we saw, jumping in with Julian and Surya, was a portal on the other side of a huge painting of a cucumber monster. Julian and Surya, Tortuga just uh, went through this portal, and you have not seen him in a couple of minutes. Oh, oh shit. I'm just gonna God. pick up the painting, start putting it back. I'm just gonna put that oh, back. Oh, sun in the sky. I'm, I'm not going in there. I'm joking. I'm not, I'm not going in the there, Julian. <laughs> just like puts it back and covers the portal. We leave. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there's no, so the painting is like actually painting on the wall. Oh. Are you are you talking about yeah, there's no like detached painting. It's an actual it's, like graffiti. Okay. It's more graffiti than yeah. So it's a, it's essentially a, a Mario Cordial portal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh so this portal's on the same wall as this cucumber monster painting, right? No, the portal is on the end of one of the shelves and uh. the cucumber monster drawing is on the largest wall in this or the largest okay. I got of the two you. i'm going to take a rope and tie it around like a kind of notepad that i have just like a notepad with like a pen in it and throw it into the portal holding on to the other end of the rope okay what color is the rope uh it's like rope colored <laughs> <laughs> you know like a off white the rope is off white the notebook is brown with like it's like a leather notebook, and then the paper in the notebook is all just like papyrus, White. you know? like Yeah, sure. Like normal colors of things. Yeah, you tie this rope to this notebook. Surya, you kind of see him doing this, and he winds it up and throws it at the portal, and it just hits the portal as if it hits a wall and slides off to the bottom. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm that's right. <laughs> start searching for... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm... Surya's going to almost make a snide comment and then not and start looking around to see if there's any green paint left. It. I remember this room being mostly empty, but look, look around for green paint and any other sort of objects other than empty shelves. Roll an investigation check for me. Yes, sir. That's going to be a big old nine. <laughs> uh, I will say the most interesting thing that you find it is quite obvious is there appears to be like, so on the wall with the painting of the cucumber monster, if you approach the opposite wall, it is lined with huge glass vats where you would assume like Mm. primary basic colors were stored and mixed Mm. with other colors to uh, make these paint cans that you have once seen before. 
However, one of the glass vats appears to be missing. Like there is even a shadow mm. underneath it as if dust has not fallen there in a long time. Hmm. Well, that's probably the green one, huh? And is everything painted green here? Or just the shelves? Everything isn't like completely covered in green paint. Okay. But there is like swirls and dots and huge lines. I see. Okay. And this painting it's it's almost like it's just been vandalized and graffitied. I'm gonna make my way back to the portal where Julian is, I'm assuming, unless he's moved. No, I'm just standing and... there like staring at my notebook <laughs> sure. like god damn it. <laughs> um so no uh no word from him, huh? No no sign of, of the old turtle. No, not yet. I think uh maybe I'm looking through my hat for anything green and I have some of his old stuff. Like his old Tortuga stuff still. Uh maybe uh, I oh. could throw in something that he owns. All his stuff is pretty green. Hold on. Uh she reaches in one of her like sort of stitched in pockets. There's like a couple pockets in her pants that are like mm -hmm. not huge, but um she pulls out the turtle whistle that uh Tortuga gave us episodes and episodes ago. Um <laughs> would it be fair to say that's green? Um I don't mean to be a stickler. I thought most of his stuff is a nice icy blue. <gasps> that is true. Ooh, no, that's fair. Yeah. I'm still going to get close to the portal and blow into the whistle. Ooh, good idea. Hmm. Okay. And then I will wait in suspense as the DM decides what to do with that information. Roll a constitution check for oh, me. Okay. Oh, that's going to be a uh, gigantic seven. <laughs> All right. So you blow on the whistle and it makes a whistle so sound, but it just like kind of sputters and peter out as you have blown too hard into this thing and <laughs> the <laughs> whistler <laughs> broke. Like the Oh, great. <laughs> You really made me roll for that. I broke a whistle by whistling too hard. Well, the thought behind it was I wanted him to hear it, but you rolled very poorly. So. Okay, <laughs> fair. All right. <laughs> She's going to kind of embarrassedly put the whistle away and turn to Julian and be like, if you have yours, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what you've got. I mean, I have basically, I have this. I, I'm going to pull out my flute, my little pan flute that I occasionally, or my little whistle and that I occasionally use to like make little tunes. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'll just try to hum out, like play a little, like basic little tune, maybe something, Tortuga would recognize like the melody of Vasilak's poopy pants or something, <laughs> you know. Okay, I will have you roll a performance check for me. Awesome. All right, here comes the performance check coming in with a eleven. All right, You're just not rolling so you, very well. You play a beautiful rendition, although simple. You play a beautiful rendition of Vasilak's poopy pants on your whistle, but you realize you are facing the wrong way and projecting to Surya instead of the portal. <laughs> and uh, the sound goes nowhere, but Surya claps. She is very... Uh, 
know. That was, that was I was surprised dope. by it. I'm glad you liked it, but now my lips are kind of tired, so I need a break. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, hopefully he's not dead yet. Okay, listen, I I could go in there, but I uh, I don't want to. I I'm I'm not. What about just stick your head in and be like, "Hey, you good?" And get my head covered in this green paint. My hand is still covered in this color, and I don't know what it means. Can I actually? Um, do I feel anything different on my hand, or does it just feel like there's paint on my hand? You don't feel any paint on your hand, but Interesting. it's you. You still definitely like if you touch something, you still definitely feel like whatever you're touching but it also almost feels like your hand isn't there Ew, yeah i don't like that one bit uh i don't like that really at all um really not a fan so you know uh there's something real uh i'm gonna go ahead and say spooky going on with that and i'm not gonna you know if one of our party members jumped into that and is now dead of green stuff I don't think it would be helpful for another one of us to put true I don't know true my head in there but also I don't really know what to do the whistle was which is like really standing uh, by this portal like <laughs> all right that was that was everything <laughs> I was really I was really banking on that whistle to do something I don't have a whole lot of other stuff I'm going to look at the portal and look down at my hand. Just kind of shrug and look at the portal and uh, fire a sunbolt at it. Okay. Uh, with your green hand? Yes. So you channel your key and focus on your green hand and you blast out what is normally a bright orange firebolt is now a green sunbolt and mm. it just sort of ripples into the portal and disappears hmm. Hmm. wait take this i'm gonna pull out my scimitar and toss it to surya hoping she catches the scimitar with her green hand I mean, she does yeah sure. does the scimitar turn green it does not okay hmm okay now uh so my hand is already green Surya's looking at her hand and contemplating it. She reaches into another pocket and pulls out the bag of sun drops. Okay. And she pops one in her mouth. Because one of the effects of these is you can eat one to cause your body to shine the same as if the pellet was thrown. So now I am glowing and I'm hoping my hand is glowing green. Yeah, you pop a sun drop. You... As soon as you bite down on it, you feel a refreshing uh, bubbly liquid fall down your throat, mm, and you begin to glow. <laughs> All of that sounded great until he said fall down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Uh, so Surya just glows like the light of the sun in front of you, Julian. She turns to you and you just hear from this shining light. You just hear, it's very tasty, by the way, just for the record. Uh, And then she's going to reach her hand into the portal and wave. (laughs) 
Okay. You feel your hand on the other side of the portal. The first time you put your hand through, it felt like that thick, viscous liquid. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now that you have put it through, and maybe you go like a little bit farther than Mm -hmm. you initially intended to, Mm -hmm. and more of your hand or like more of your arm gets taken up, but it feels like the part of your hand that was already that bright green just instantly goes through it, where the small part that was not the bright Kelly green kind of slows down and it's like you're going through a a bog Hmm. but you wave your hand on the other side of the portal and nothing happens as far as you can tell from this side hmm uh she pulls her hand back out i really don't want to go in there i do my it does there's something different about my hand i can feel it here different but when i put it through the portal it did not feel so odd until i got to the section of my arm that had not been put in yet what do you make of this julian i'm not about to just like leave you here and i don't particularly want to go in there but all right what other options do we got here we go hey julian what uh hey julian so as she is articulating her um she is glowing right now. Mm-hmm. As she is articulating, her hand appears to light up certain shades of green on the wall, almost like almost like a black light lighting up whites and bright colors. Oh, wait a second here. Oh. I'm going to like grab her arm and hold it up like it's a black light, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Check this out, Surya. Yeah. Uh, roll an roll an investigation check for me with advantage. And I'm gonna look like as if I'm doing a sweep of a hotel room, you know. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. So twenty four. Hell yeah. So you are kind of following this uh, black lit green. I don't know how else to describe it, but you follow <laughs> it, and it's you start to find arrows and swirls oh. and lines that point to the opposite side or the opposite wall with the um, glass tanks lining it. On the back of the wall, there appears to be just like long lines stretching all up and down in some sort of pattern. Hmm. Looking at them straight on seems uh, like it gives no information, but maybe looking at it a different way will allow you to see what is on the wall. Uh, I'm going to stay there and, like, hold my hand in as best a position, I think, fitting for the uh, situation as possible and say, you back up and see if you can get a different perspective. All right, all right. I'm going to pull out uh, the first thing I thought of. Maybe this will be what we need. I'm going to pull out a little mirror and turn around Mm. and look at everything in a reflection and see if that is... The angle I need. You look at the mirror, it just appears to be reversed. Okay. Uh, you don't really see anything in particular other than these patterns that appear to be very specific. Back up. See yeah. if... I'm going to... Uh... Oh, it it's on the opposite side from the portal, these patterns? It's on the opposite side from the cucumber. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm going to stand right by that and look at these patterns and kind of just like work my way around the room a little until I either see something or just don't and i'll give up 
So you slowly back up uh, through one of these shelf hallways. And as you are backing up, the picture sort of comes into view. It's it's kind of difficult because you have to block out some of the like shelf posts and mm-hmm. actual shelves themselves. But once you get your back to the wall with a cucumber monster on it, you see a drawing. Um, it's almost like what are those things called? Where it's um it's like pictures put together. And they're supposed to mean like a basic phrase or something. Oh like yeah, puzzles. like those things in wordles. Isn't that what we sure. call them in in like high school? So it's like a, you know, a, the word below and a line above it, so you know it means below the line or whatever. Ah, something like that. Yeah. It, it's similar to that, but it's made of pictures. Okay, um, just pictures. Okay. Yeah. So the first picture, all the way to the left, is a slightly stretched out nose. Uh, there is then the plus symbol. There is what appears to be a large paint bucket with a digital clock on it and a fuse coming out of the top. And then the next thing you see is an equal signs and it appears to be a huge clock tower dripping in green paint. So nose, plus sign, paint bomb thing, right? Mm-hmm. Equals sign, clock tower, covered in dripping paint? Dripping with, yeah, dripping with paint. Hmm. Hmm. What do you see? I'm just going to tell her that. <laughs> yeah. On those. Do you yell it across the room or do you come back? I'm going to come back and draw it for her on okay. my notebook. All right, Julian, you take out your notebook and you start to draw this in your notebook as you are walking towards her when you hear a scraping and scratching on the back wall behind you. I'm going to freeze and just slowly turn around. You slowly turn around and what you see in the little bit of light provided by uh, Surya's first sun drop and the one that she ate is whatever that cucumber monster was appears to be slowly unfusing itself from the wall. Uh-uh. Oh, shit. And it is just coming out at you. And it's it still looks 2D, but your eyes just can't comprehend oh, it's what you're doodle seeing. Bob. So it, it <laughs> automatically puts it... Yeah, it, it automatically puts it in 3D, and it is just, like, stretching. Its head comes out first, and you see that closest to you, although you can still only see it almost as, as if it's a flat plane, and it just lets out a gurgling roar oh no oh god and I should say this thing is massive this thing is maybe 40 feet long and like 20 feet high it has a huge mouth that could probably fit both of you in it easily I didn't happen to hear that gurgle did I you did not no but it, it starts to come out of the wall, and then as soon as it comes off of the wall, with an audible pop, I would like to switch back over to Tortuga. Oh,
Kuga. Scribbit has just uh, left this small little hidden cavern with his arms flapping. He has told you about a secret hideout that is used by the green man. What do you do? All right. Uh, so Toitoiga is gonna, he's gonna, so Scrib is gone, right? Yes, he is. All right. All right. So I'm gonna finish filling up my pack with all this stuff. In the back of my head, I'm thinking, hey, green kills green. Green means go. I need more green. So I'm gonna, just in general, I like the color green. Uh, so I'm gonna pick up all this stuff and hopefully I can find some place in the canis that they can, uh, maybe forge some like badass like i don't know green emerald glass sword that's not okay. really that durable probably but uh he sure. could do some special damage or something to uh the green man if not it'd be a cool last final blow who knows or maybe oh no nah, i ain't, you know i don't know we'll see i got a couple ideas all right so Toy Toyga's going to just he's gonna he's gonna be super sneaky, super stealthy. He's gonna try to light his torch again. Alright, you go to look for your torches, and you are searching for a few minutes, and you cannot find your torches. You do not have any. Oh fuck. Foik. Uh alright. Well, then you st- uh you still manage you still do have a lantern, but your torches appear to be mysteriously vanished. Oh, then we're going to pull out the lantern. You manage to light up your lantern, and it sheds a good light in all directions. You can see, again, those green moving walls. Where would you like to go? I'm going to take one last quick glance in uh, Scribbit's little lair and mm-hmm. see if there's anything else I just like glaringly see in the lair now that i can see you've gathered the most valuable materials here i mean you could take like broken chair legs and stuff but Ah. you've gotten like solid pieces of wood solid pieces of metal solid pieces of glass so cool yeah that's all we need all right then uh yeah i'm just gonna kind of like poke my head out of Mm -hmm. whatever kind of magic wall this is and uh just kind of look and see if i can uh sneakily see anyone Roll a perception check for me. Nope, not that one. Not that one. There we go. Uh, you know, we could take that nat one. <laughs> uh, it's it's we fine. We could take that. <laughs> Either way, you don't hear anything. Motherfucker. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to... Scribbit said it's to the north. Mm-hmm. Uh, do my magic uh, green blob tattoo powers kind of help me know which way the green man's lair might be yeah you are you are pretty confident in knowing your way around here like you even know where you can exit this place if you really want to but exiting this place seems to be in the same direction as where you assume his lair is oh nice two birds with one stone as they say there's another way to exit but it's a little bit farther off uh, but the closest way to exit and his lair is actually in a large cavern just slightly to the northeast of you. Cool. Then uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to the left here. And actually, now that I think about it, uh these trash guys, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and grab one last little like handful of random shit uh mm-hmm. that looks like very trashy in the lair. I'm gonna 
have it in one hand. Would I have something I could hook my lantern on so I don't have to hold it? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, you could also just quickly make like a, a basic hook out of a bendable piece of metal. Okay, cool. Yeah, just so that we don't have to hold it because uh, in my other hand, I want to have probably my one of my rapiers. So I got a bunch of glass in one hand, rapier uh, in the other. Yeah, a r- and then your lantern like strapped to your back hanging over your head. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to say you work your way through this labyrinth. Uh, this labyrinth is really nothing to you. You actually figure out that the fastest way to go there is to go right. But I am going to move you up to oh. this big cavern up here. Uh, so don't run into any crickets or anything? You don't. You actually Sweet. make your way through safely. I did roll for it, and you That's rolled pretty well. About. So you er, went through. You didn't really explore any dead ends unless you wanted to. Did you no. want to? No. No, I just... I want to find the lair and not go in it, but know where it is. Okay. Like, I want to I want to maybe, like, barely poke my head through it if it's a magic wall again. Uh, and, like, see, you know, maybe, like, put my ear up to it, you know, and see if maybe I can hear if the green man's in it right now. Uh, so you approach it, uh, actually, from the left side. Do you see where your character is? Yep. So I'm going to say you're right there and you are looking around the corner and you see a large open area. Uh, it's actually to your left in the middle of the big open area there. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. But you look into this, you kind of peek your head around the corner. You don't really notice anybody there. What you do see, however, is large piles of more junk. This seems to be more valuable though. Like there appears to be more like mechanical things opposed to just scraps of wood and metal and glass Uh, this appears to be small machines maybe like a trashed clockwork rat or two and a bunch of other larger machines that you are not certain of the purpose Uh, you also see a chalkboard in front of what appears to be a set of shelves there is writing oh. on the chalkboard. Oh, can I see what it says? Or do I have to get closer? You have to get closer. Okay. Do I hear anything? Roll a perception check. 20. You do not hear anything. All right. Then I'm going to be kind of sneaky. So you approach the chalkboard and the chalkboard appears to be full of various equations in like like normally equations are with numbers and stuff but this appears to be written in wingdings pretty much like there is just various symbols that mean nothing to you just scrawled all over this does it almost look like someone's gone bad like this is something you'd find in like prison where like someone what is that called solitary or like hmm. they're just like like some like Leonardo DiCaprio, whatever that horror film was. I'll have you roll an insight check, but I'm going to finish explaining what else is on here. So at the center of the chalkboard is what appears to be a sitting figure at the center bottom, I should say. Center bottom, there is this large sitting figure. And it appears to have its nose circled. Like there is a comically large nose drawn on there and it is circled like several times. And above it, there appears to be various bubbles and tunnels and 
lines with lock symbols and there is other shades of green that appear to be like going through these tunnels and then they're scribbled out and then another line is going through a different path and is scrumbled out and then there is finally one that goes like through these center tunnels and down the bottom and then it reaches that circled nose again do these tunnels look anything like uh like i know this sort of labyrinth to be like they some of them appear to be very uniform and structured and you would assume those are parts of mechanis that are be being traveled through but others appear to be like tunnels that are trying to be made or perhaps are already made connecting oh, to places that are not connected gotcha okay okay all right i'm gonna keep going a little bit further into the lair you step further into the layer and you pass the chalkboard and you see on the back of it there is a swirling green portal. Oh. Uh, do I have a sense of where the portal might go? Out. That's all you out. know. Out. Oh. Like good out or like just okay, just out. All right. Yeah, just out. You don't know where it'll go. Oh, I wanna go through it, but I also wanna I don't wanna go any further without the guys i don't know uh what would i do i'm gonna roll for it if i roll high i'm going through if i roll low i'm going back going back where god damn it i got a 13 <laughs> does that mean you're going right. through i think that means I'm, you're going, going I'm, I'm going through dude all right so you go through the portal and you with an audible pop you appear on a catwalk what? You look down off of the catwalk and there appears to be this large spindle that goes like 20, 30, 40 stories down into a pit. And oh, on this spindle, there is arms that have a dozen other arms on them. And on the end of each of these arms, there appears to be various shapes and sizes and complexities of these disc contraptions with a large bell jar on the top you see wow. inside of these bell jars there appears to be various items you can't really make out why the items are there or what they're for they appear to be just be random supplies and stuff but they all appear to be spinning there's modrins working and there appears to be a large center console about halfway down on a bridge that a pentadrone uh, something you haven't seen before. It is a like a circular robot with five almost starfish-like heads operating the large center console. Shit. But you walk a few steps further and an alarm triggers. You don't know why oh, or how, but you look up to the ceiling and you notice as these three-sided spikes drop from the ceiling and fall towards you and then we'll switch back over to the other side.
So this cucumber monster is coming out of the wall at you guys. What are you guys doing? And, and as it's coming out of the wall, I should also say it is like breaking through these shelves and just crunching them and bending them and making them fall over. All right, I'm looking for this uh, brine dispenser thing, but I don't know if it's in Tortuga's shell or if we sold it. My memory deceives me right now, but fuck. And I'm going to run up to Surya and just prepare myself for a battle. I'm going to get my uh, loot out and just start strumming battle music. Hell yeah. Where's Susan? Where's Susan uh, at this point? Oh yeah, Susan's here. So, oh, yeah. you know Where's what? Uh, I'm going to do that still. And I'm going to be like, join me, Susan. And for every now and then, there'll be just like a... All right. Surya, what are you doing? So I'm glowing with the the light of a sun, mm -hmm. right? Would that boost my sunbolt at all? No, it would not. Would that uh, allow me to give one of my abilities on a solar sickle because it's right next to the source of uh, sunlight level amount of uh, sun instead of having it charged for an hour. I think I changed it to 10 minutes, but regardless, I think you've been in here oh, for 10 yeah. minutes. So, Oh, you did. Yeah. Totally. Dope. Uh, so I'm going to jump at this thing and like try and I'm going to like run over and be like, cucumbers are the worst part of every salad. And I'm going to jump up and try and like, Slice it in half with my solar sickle. Okay. Slice that pickle with your solar sickle. 25. All right, roll damage. Did you also pick your two effects right. for your solar uh, sickle? My effect that I would like is an additional 1d6 radiant damage. You get to pick another one, by the way. So, Oh, hell yeah. Um, I'm going to say, well, the one I was looking at was crit range of 18 to 20, which I did not hit on this. Yeah. So I, I think I'll just go with that uh, so that I don't after the fact again uh, but uh that is eight damage regular and then i get another d6 which is two so i've got 10 damage on this thing all right so you this giant 2d cucumber you uh jump at this cucumber monster and you grab at one of its 2d little bumps to hold on to and slash with your other sick or with your sickle hand and it cuts mm -hmm. in and uh, a green goop spills out of it and like sprays as it just screams like oh god I am going to use Ooh, I was going to use that but I think I'm going to use polymorph so while I'm playing my music I'm going to mix in basically it's like a one note like a bass line kind of that I'm doing, and then Susan's kind of kicking it with like a couple overtones, just like, hur, hur, hur. but then for a spell, I just pull out a chord. So it's like, and uh, I'm gonna use polymorph and try to turn the cucumber into a regular sized with no mouth or arms cucumber. Hit polymorph. So since it's unwilling, I'm sure. Unless it's like, that sounds good. But if it's not willing yeah, to do this, cool. then it needs a wisdom saving throw. And if it's a shape changer, it won't work. I just read that. So this could be a revealing moment too, depending uh, on I think you also happens. do have to change it into a beast, but I'll just count it as like a cucumber mouse, basically. 
cucumber mouse. <laughs> if it fails. Oh, I do. Yeah, it says it has to a be new form. Stuff. That's okay. Then yeah, we'll we'll yeah we'll say it's a mouse because it it can retain its physical attributes. That's a real beast, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I, I've always thought I'm able with polymorph to turn an enemy into just like a tiny enemy, right? Or would yes. I have to yeah, turn? That's them exactly in? what polymorph is. Okay, yeah. I thought so. I didn't think it would have to be like a size accurate. So yeah, he is now a tiny. Okay. You uh, cast this magical song at him, and as the notes are swirling around the air and they hit him, they wrap around him for a second, and you, or I don't know why I'm calling him a him, it's a fucking cucumber, but uh, (laughs) the notes swirl it and begin to shrink it down into size, and it turns into a cucumber mouse for a second, and then again, with that audible pop, it just like pops back into place. as the huge cucumber and the first thing it does is it bends not very gracefully Uh, it has about as much elasticity as a cucumber its size but it bends and swoops its circular mouth that now has its teeth like spinning almost like a a saw or something inside of it and it goes after Surya yeah, I I visualized that like as it shrunk down, I kind of like held on to that bump and like rode it down to the ground, and then it became the size of a mouse, and then suddenly just <laughs> <laughs> above me. Does a fifteen hit? I don't think so. No, no, it does not. Okay, so it moves its head, the nub that one of the end of the cucumbers. It just moves it quickly, and all the meanwhile, you're only seeing it in two D. Although it's like you're only seeing the circle of its head move towards you. It's very disorienting, but it just moves towards you and tries to just put its mouth over your head and just swallow you. But you jump out of the way and it breaks through the wall with a crunching metal sound. And there is a huge hole Uh, with its head still stuck in the hole it is going to flail wildly and attempt to hit you with its back (laughs) this dumb fucking cucumber (laughs) just got stuck in the ground and now it's just like okay that that's gonna hit you with the 27 oh yeah that'll hit that's not 27 damage is it nope that's uh 16 points of damage as you are All right. hit All right. with its rear side and you uh, are knocked back, actually, and you hit another wall. Or, like, you hit one of the shelves that begins to fall over. All right. And it's your turn. She's going to sort of slowly stand up and shout, Well, let's see what fire does! And <laughs> channel the power of the sun and cast burning hands. Okay, what does it do? It's a uh, 15-foot cone. She's going to get close enough so that that would hit it. Uh, it has to make a DC 15 in order to take half damage. Otherwise, it takes uh, 3d6 fire okay. damage. It does not make it. So it takes 13 uh, points of damage, it looks. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So you, after hitting this wall, you channel your glowing body into a ball of fire that you channel out into your hands and Mm. it 
burns this cucumber and what was once like a green drawing of a cucumber kind of turns it it almost looks real now like part of it looks like cooked cucumber oh shit i'm gonna fire two more sun bolts at it okay that's an 18 and a 19 both are gonna hit that's a six and nine for damage so 15 15 more damage all right uh your sun bolts hit it they don't have the same effect as the fire did, however. Um, okay. That makes it's almost sense. like cooking it is changing its form, whereas the radiant damage is just kind of like taking chunks off of it. I don't get the impression that like it is like gaining more material strength by being burned, right? No. It's just sort of changing its... Yeah, it almost looks like it is coming into reality. Like, this looks like a otherworldly being that does not belong here, and your fire appears to be changing it into cooked cucumber. <laughs> okay. But it is, like, coming into reality in a burned, damaged way, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Ju- okay. Julian? Okay. Julian, right. what do you do? Um, I'm going to throw my loot on my back, and I like to imagine... Totally cool if it's not possible, but I like to imagine for... A song that I've already played so I don't need another spell to come out of this loot right now I just kind of want it to loop you know like I put it on my back and it keeps playing battle music you know so that I can now take out my rapier and I'm gonna fight uh, I have never taken out my rapier so this is nice I'm gonna shing, and like the sound it makes when I pull it out is in tune with the battle music somehow Nice. And uh, I'm going to go up and try to swipe. from me, Gary. I'm sorry. (laughs) And there's uh, overtones of... No. (laughs) Um, I'm going to, like, slice and try to uh, chop at one of the legs because I notice it has... That's its primary source of movement. Uh, Back left leg. I'm going for a swing at it. Rolled hit. So I rolled a 16 with my rapier okay you go to you run up to it from the other side of this warehouse and you just charge at it with this battle music still playing and you go to slice at it and you just kind of hit the green and it just stops yeah and it just bounces off slightly and appears to do nothing oh shit (laughs) (laughs) all right it's its turn it pulls its head out of the ground where there is now a huge hole with what looks like a pit that is falling to somewhere that you guys aren't sure of, but it's somewhere in this clock face three. Hmm. But it pulls its head out and it is going to run at Surya, whose back is against a shelf right now, and attempt to swallow her again. Uh oh. Okay, that's an 18? That's exactly my AC. Okay, all right, all right. Let's do this right. That is 17 points of slashing damage, and I need you to make a strength saving throw, please. Can I give her an inspiration for this strength saving throw? Uh, You cannot. You can only do that on your turn. Oh, shit. 22. All right. Uh, So it almost takes you into its mouth, but you push through its sharp two-dimensional teeth and you get out it's not you are not inside of its mouth anymore you managed to put it off of you but it is going to lift up its legs and attempt to cook kick julian away that is a 16 to hit 
Yes, it's been a minute. Yes, that hits. All right, that's uh, only a, only 16 points of damage. Okay. I, I say only as if that's half of your hit points, but... Mm. <laughs> oh my God. And you are knocked back from it again, and uh, you are, like, knocked to your butt. Ugh. Surya, what do you do? I'm going to cast Burning Hands again. Okay. Yeah, so it has to make a DC 15. Okay. It does make it, so only takes half of that. Okay, so five damage then, um, if it's taking half. And then I'm going to fire two more sun bolts. Okay. You're keeping track of your key? Yes. I'm at six out of eight. Um, Doesn't burning hands cost? Oh, it does. You're right. Okay, so I'm at four then. The two sun bolts, that's a 27, which is a crit. Mm-hmm. And then an 11. Okay, yeah, the 27 is the one that hits. Luckily, it is a crit, so you double your damage. So that's 11 damage, so 22 damage with that sun bolt. It's already and doubled then... there, just letting you know. The six, pl- the six it... plus five. The plus five means it's doubled already. Dang it. Okay, so 11. What else do you want to do? I'm going to hop on top of the sh- closest shelf. All right, roll an acrobatics check. That's a 23. You scramble up the shelves pretty easily. This one is not falling over anytime soon. I'm going to run to the edge of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long these are, but I'll run basically my speed. I can get 45 feet. If I have to jump to another bookshelf as well, or, uh, you know, shelf as well, then I will do that. But also, you can. I'm going to run my speeds like Yeah, away. you're closer to one end than the other. Are you trying to run away from it or towards it? I'm trying to run away from it to, like, try and lure it away and hopefully far enough that it's not going to come and try and eat me again. Yeah, you scramble up the shelves and you begin to run away from it, trying to get its attention. And uh, you're like halfway maybe on this shelf here. You got another like 50 feet to the end of the other one or to the end of the other side, if you know what I mean. Okay. Okay. Julian? I'm going to... uh, First thing I'm going to do is give Surya a bardic inspiration for her next turn. Um, so basically you just have a D six that you can roll now with your ability or with, uh, I think it's more than a D six. Oh yeah. For now, now it is because I have, it's a D eight now cause I'm higher level. You can roll that when you need a ability check attack roll. And then I think I'm going to try to use another spell on this guy. Um, or this cucumber. I am going to use blindness, deafness. So I'm going oh, to just try to make this cucumber not see or hear us. Um, let me think of how I'll do it. So I've got my loot on my back. I've got my rapier out still. I'm going to try to put my rapier away and with magic amplify the sound of the metal against metal when I put it in its sheath. And it's going to be also blinding because of the, the glint of metal. And I'm going to use like, yeah, use that magically, you know, try to find a way to and blindness. I do think, I do think blindness, deafness, you have to cast one of them. I think, oh, is that how it is? Or deafen them. Then it's going to, I'm going to try to blind this guy with the glint of the sword, but I still did the metal against metal thing just to piss him off. Sure. DC 15. Yeah. It's, it's a 23 to save. So, uh, you, 
spark your blade on the um he just kind of like you rub it shields on? his eyes for a second i was putting it in its <laughs> sheath again but like mm. taking the sheath out while i do it you know in like a sure, badass yeah. zoro way yeah in a badass magical zoro way it's just like ah, sheath mm-hmm. your sword <laughs> and uh yeah it just kind of blinks at the exact <laughs> wrong time and you're just like damn it <laughs> but you have gotten its attention which is not good it runs up to you now that Surya is on top of the shelves and it is going to bite you. Yeah, yeah that's a 27 to hit. Oh. what? You are going to take 14 points of damage. Okay. And I need you to make a strength saving throw. Oh, God. Uh, don't get eaten. Oh, no. <laughs> I forgot. I'm a gnome. Oh, here comes my... And it is a eleven. Oh, God! All right, you are grappled inside of its mouth. It is one action away from swallowing you whole. But all that it does this turn is it runs just through the fucking wall, crashes through it, and we pan over Surya's shoulder as she begins to run towards this creature who is now destroying the storage district of Mechanus. Mechanus.